0: Open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant To shot.
1: Game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron change with no record for human life. Here he
0: G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast, the uh, All-Star edition. And we've got a couple of All-Stars here, if I do say so myself. I'm joined, as always, by Callum Mack. How you doing, man?
1: Pretty good, man. All-Star week. It's not there quite yet, but we've got yeah. some players to talk about.
0: We, we've got some team announcements. Uh, I, I wasn't. Sure, it came as a bit of a surprise. I wasn't sure if it was being announced today, so it's been announced already. Was hope, I was hoping to get our picks before the announcements, but... We did message the the group chat last night. So these are honest sort of our picks before we um, got the picks revealed to us earlier today here in Australian time. So we're going to react to that in a second. And then we've got a a few fantasy topics that we're going to cover. But um, before I sort of throw it over to you, we'll go team by team, West and then East. Just your initial reaction to the the All-Star reserves being announced. Any sort of major takeaways?
1: Um, I'm not surprised. I'm not overly surprised I, I knew that um, yeah. I feel like the one shocking for the West would have to be Chris Paul being thrown in um, yeah okay but I'm not really yep. surprised by that because I knew the coaches and and the players would probably put him in I personally probably would have put yep. Booker as like that son so yep. that, um, we know he's got so much respect around the league that I just kind of anticipated this to happen yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah and look I think it's it's hard because it's obviously they've got two big guys Booker and 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 we'll get into this a little bit more but I think that was a big shock um I I'd say another shock for me was no paces uh, either way for the uh the Eastern teams as well and they they're doing so well um and there's a couple of obvious candidates there so that was probably my biggest takeaway happy my Celtics got two two in there as well so 500 team We struggling Yeah we've been struggling recently but uh <laughs> But hey, they both deserve it, so I'm happy they both got in there. Um, let's let's break it down. I, I want to touch on the Western Conference first. Um, now. I guess b- before we get into the actual teams, we'll go through basically, we'll, we'll flick down our, our picks uh, on the screen for anyone who's watching on YouTube here um, of what we all predicted, which is uh, funny enough because we all actually have the exact same predictions for the Western Conference um, and no one selected anything different, which I was very pretty, surprised pretty by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty boring. But we, And we picked every single person except for uh, Chris Paul, as you mentioned. Um, every single one of us had Donovan Mitchell in over... Uh, sorry, not Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker in over him. Um, so I guess that's where we all disagree. Um, give me your case as to why Devin Booker should be in over CP3.
1: Well, I was kind of thinking about this today. And the one thought I had, I guess, in, in as a pro to Chris Paul going in is... Let's say they did have, like, a seven-game series, and they'd have to give, like, a most valuable player award. You could argue it goes to Chris Bull, because he does do so much just to run the plays. Yeah. Booker is just a scorer. He can get buckets. We know he's a closer as well, but Chris Bull can also be a closer. Um, but if you look at the pure stats, obviously, Devin Booker's doing better. He's, like, a 24-4-4, and 4, as opposed to Chris, yeah. Chris's, you know, more in the high teens with the, the eight dimes, which is, you know, great as well. The, the assists shouldn't be underrated. Yeah. He's been doing this for years. Um, but I, I just I just love Devin. I want to get him in there. Um, Chris Paul has been to a lot of All-Star games. So I'm just trying to share the love a little bit. I, I think, like, yeah. stat-wise, he, he does deserve it. And the Suns are doing so well. that that legitimately yeah. going to be a, a home seed. They're going to be the four seed, in, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't really see, at this stage, someone knocking them out, unless maybe Denver go on a huge run to end the season i don't know maybe portland if they can get themselves healthy but i do think it's the fourth seed is theirs to lose um i can see the argument both ways i don't hate it i think i think for me i picked booker just because his efficiency this year is just taken to another level he's the primary scorer on the team. he's shooting over 50 percent which i was shocked to learn when i was researching for this um You know, it's, it's only just over 50%, but for someone, you know, of his size, like he's not a LeBron type. He's not a Kevin Durant type. He's a, he's a proper shooting guard. He's, he's like, he's not a big dude. So for him to be shooting over 50% for the season, um, is really, really impressive. I guess the, the other way you could swing it is Chris Paul His the difference he makes on defense and he himself is shooting very efficiently. Um, having a historic free throw percentage season, um, he is shooting 97% for the season, which I think is the highest in NBA history if he kept this up. Um, so, pretty pretty efficient himself and obviously uh, sort of runs the defense there. So, I guess that's the reasoning and, and I can live with that. But like you said, I did want to see I did want to see Devin Booker get in there because he, he hasn't made an all-star team before, has he? Um,
1: I, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. I, I yeah.
0: Yeah. Check real quick, but I'm pretty sure he hasn't. And, um, I've seen a lot of, a lot of NBA players, LeBron in particular, throwing out there that Devin Booker is the most disrespected man in the NBA. And, uh, you know, you get all these sort of things, but it's, it is hard to sort of pick him in there. Uh, Another way I was sort of leaning as well in, in my, um, sort of picks here. And one of the person who was on the, the, the edges of the team was, um, Zion Williamson for myself. Um, I sort of, I don't know about you though. Um, I found the West hard to pick in a way that I feel like I was struggling to pick people who deserve it, it, it whereas when I, when I went to the East there was so many people that deserved an All-Star nod that I had trouble to leave people off whereas this time I was like I don't know do I put Mike Conley on because the Jazz are doing so well or you know did the Suns deserve too with Chris Paul and Booker does Zion deserve to be on there because the Pelicans aren't doing that good they've done a bit better recently but I ended up putting Zion in there because his numbers are just stupid, and he's you know he's an amazing player, and I would love to see him in there. Um, but yeah, I, I felt as though that was the only other way I could get Booker in there. If CP three was to make it, maybe you get Booker and CP and take off Zion. What are, you, what are your thoughts about that? Do you have anyone else that you might trim off to get Booker in?
1: Um, uh, probably then I probably had two other people in line just after that, and there would have been John ja Morant, who I did seriously consider who is putting yep. up similar stats to Chris Paul. And, and like Chris Paul, he's just the absolute kind of flawed general. He's the heart and soul of that team. He's what gets them wins. Um, yeah. So I ha- had to seriously consider him. He didn't quite get it. He probably would have be my next selection. And personally, and just behind him would be CJ McCollum because he was doing so well. Uh, but obviously with injuries, everyone loves him yeah, a bit. And uh, he obviously, that was his downfall, sadly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, he hasn't played that many games this season, but he was obviously, at the pace he was going at, was going to be a lock for the All-Star team. It just is a shame that, that he didn't make it. Obviously, you've got other injury-affected players, such as um, Carl Anthony Towns, didn't make it this year, hasn't played that many games. And I'll throw out Christian Wood there as well. I reckon if he had played more games and at the pace he was going at, could have pushed for an All-Star selection. Yeah. Um, you obviously had Zion in there. Do you? Was he always in your team when you were picking the the reserves yeah, there?
1: E- even a few weeks ago, I was. I, I did vote for him. I, I had to get him in there. But in the past <laughs> yeah, okay. weeks, he has totally ramped up. So now, and that's where you know he made such yeah. a big push, which has obviously lifted him into pretty much a lock, he's, he's gotten has the position. So it's great to see. I just wanted to see him because it was an all-star game. I, I just know this kid's going to be exciting to watch. Um, but it's great to see him actually yeah. putting up the stats to to back that.
0: Yeah, like I think he deserves it and I am glad that he's going to be in there. Keeping in mind, he's doing this on like 32 minutes a night and his efficiency is just insane and we're starting to see different evolutions of his game, like a little bit of that passing ability, a little bit of the defense as well, his free throw percentage is getting better. So uh, we're starting to see the full potential of Zion and um, I think, yeah, I think it's well deserving and obviously it's not going to be his, I mean, assuming health, this won't be his only all-star game that he'll play. He'll have many more in the future, so... Um, all around, I think pretty um, pretty cruisy. Now, one of the players, Anthony Davis, is you know questionable to play in the game, so they often they'll often choose a uh, a replacement. Who do you think deserves the uh, the nod for replacing Anthony Davis? Is it as simple as Devin Booker just sliding in there?
1: It's, it's got to be Devin Booker, right? It has to be.
0: Yeah. So I think. I know Anthony Davis is a front court player. If you move Zion into that position, you can just add another another guard, can't you? I'm pretty sure that's that's how it works, right? Uh,
1: I think that should be how it works. Just the next forward goes up a peg, and then you just get another wild card. Uh, I, I yeah, that should be in my mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I think it should be that way. Um, I'm pretty sure it is that way. But in case it's not, another forward that comes to mind might be Brandon Ingram again on the Pelicans. Um, there are not many other forwards I mean, in the uh, in the West so that so I can really losing
1: record. I feel like you, uh, do that. yeah. You can't
0: but who's who's another forward to put on that roster like who is it really like he, is it Joe Ingles like who else are you gonna throw in there Kristaps like he hasn't played that many times you know I, I can't name another forward really that deserves to be on that team I don't, I don't, Draymond
1: Christian Wood, who also would be injured <laughs> but I would give the edge to players. All those players if I could vote
0: yeah yeah look I think definitely considering the, the lack of forward talent or front court talent, sorry, on the uh, the Western Conference. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that Devin Booker should be the obvious candidate to replace if Anthony Davis does Mitch, which I think he will. I don't think he's going to play. I think there actually might be a few players who, who drop out or, or even a few players that play, but only play a few minutes just because of the condensed season. Um, a few players are not happy about the All-Star game going ahead let's move over to the east um the eastern conference this is where i had a much tougher time picking this team personally i had a list of of maybe 20 20 players that really deserve to be in this in these seven seven slots um and i'll say it right now i think the east is more talented than the west I know that we've always thought that the West was the beast uh, in the conferences, but I think I think it's flipped. I honestly do. I think the East is deeper. There's a couple of dynamic teams at the top of the West, the Clippers and Lakers, and obviously the Jazz are doing pretty good now. But I think depth-wise, I think the East is looking like the stronger conferences at the moment. What do, what do you say to that? Uh, do you I agree, you disagree? Made, I
1: think, as you said, it's, it's the deeper conference. It's so deep yeah. now, which made picking this pretty hard and you can see it in the standings as well this the fact that the sixth seed right now is literally just a 500 team at 15 and 15 mm-hmm. Sh- shows how competitive it, it actually is all of these guys are competing um even a team like the wizards are now in like a five game winning streak they yeah. deal in there um, westbrook's d- doing his thing out in the east and it's just like they're literally only like two games back now from getting that elimination you know 10th seed game so there's a wild battle going on um there's a lot of players it's
0: gonna to to be it's going to be a fight to get into that play in tournament um, in the Eastern Conference, like you said. And because it's a condensed fixture, a lot of those games, you know, they are going to be interconference. Conference game, So there's more East versus East teams happening, which is reflected as to why their win percentage may be lower than some of the other West teams. So uh, I think just when you look at the talent in some of these rosters, I think it's much superior to, to the Western Conference. Uh, now, if we look at our picks, again, we'll flash them up on the screen here. We all had pretty similar picks. We all, we all had James Harden, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, Zach Levine, and DeMontis Sabonis, who was not selected couple of differing picks at the end here um i'll start with the one that you had that no one else did in jimmy butler jimmy buckets um, let's go jimmy buckets for the heat and the rest of us myself michael and jermaine all had julius randall instead so taking the knickerbocker uh who was selected uh i don't believe jimmy
1: was he was not no uh, i'll also mention no, that you yeah. were the only person that didn't have ben simmons as well. So, I
0: did, ha- did not have Ben Simmons. So that's the other difference. Um, let's, let's start with the Jimmy versus Julius Randle debate first. Tell me, tell me why you picked Jimmy Butler over, over Julius.
1: Um, well, I feel like we all need to, you know, take, take a deep breath and just take a step back and yes, Jimmy Butler. Game. He still played nine in games. He's still putting up close to 28 and eight. Like he, he's doing pretty well. Um, and since so, they're back in the roster, yeah. they're getting wins. Um, they're flying up the standings. I think that their third or fourth win in a row. They will be a playoff team. When the season is said and done, they will probably be like a sixth seed or they could even get higher. They could be a fifth or even a fourth seed. That would not surprise me at all. And we would all look like absolute fools if we look back at the All-Star game <laughs> and like, why did the fourth seed, the team that just went to the NBA Finals, led by Jimmy Butler, how did he not make it onto the All-Star team? I still feel like, obviously, you have to take a little bit – of the um, Paris from before. That's probably why Chris Paul gets lifted into these games. Jimmy Butler has led this team to yeah. the NBA Finals. He's putting up 28-8. and eight. Let's get him in the All-Star game. It should be the best players out there. He's one of the best players in the league. Uh,
0: you look, uh, fair enough. But I you think, I think R- R- <laughs> uh, It
1: comes down to that. He's better than Julius Oh, R- no, uh,
0: not denying that. Not denying that. I think this is a bit of a debate of what is an All-Star and what is, like... Like, what are you voting for? And I've always voted for my All-Stars based on just this season and just the, the block of games that they've shown me for this season. And the fact that Jimmy Butler has missed, you know, 12 – I think it's the 12 games so far this season, um, you know, like that, that weighs heavily on me. I think that he – gets a bit of a knock for that. And and you got to give props. Like I'm, I'm the biggest Knicks hater as there are out there, but Julius Randle is balling, man. Like it, there's no denying it. He's putting up 23.3 points, 11 rebounds, five and a half assists. Um, and the Knicks to their credit are actually doing decent. They're just sitting below 500 in a competitive East that we said. Um, and if you look at their roster, who else is really helping them out? Um, <laughs> Like this no, RJ Barrett, like what are you tips, defense, like? Who's that's what's them out the most. T- tips tips is defense. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think Julius Randle to me was a clear all-star contender. I, I was looking for reasons to not put him on. Cause I just don't like the Knicks that much, but that, I just couldn't do it because he, I don't know. He's the clear engine room guy for that, that roster that is to this point doing well now you mentioned that you know in the future it might look silly when the Knicks fall out of the playoffs and and the Heat come up to the fifth or fourth seed sure but the voting has to be done by now and we can't we can't really vote based on that prediction and I also don't take into consideration his playoff run from last year so based on that kind of evidence I don't think yeah, that's why I've got Julius Randle in there over Jimmy Butler, and I'm assuming while the others do as well. Not denying that Jimmy Butler's a better player than Julius Randle, though.
1: I think a good comparison to Julius Randle, um, who we all had in our team, was DeMontes Savonis. We all had them as a lock. Yeah. They're putting up very similar numbers. they both putting up that, you know, 24, yeah. 10, and, and 5 assists kind of yeah. Right, ballpark. They, once again, they don't block shots either. <laughs> um, actually, no, has been, has been shots. blocking shots recently. If you have been looking, the past couple of weeks he's been averaging two a game. Yeah. So that's that's actually a bit of a surprise. But I mean, he should have been in there. I think it's. I mean, the Indiana Pacers have a better record as well. They're actually yeah. above 500. I think they the fifth seed. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's outrageous that neither. Uh, Sabonis or Malcolm Brogdon got selected in this team when they are sitting in the fourth seed in the East. You know, above the Raptors, above the Celtics, above the Knicks, Chicago Bulls. All these players that, all these teams that got All Stars in there. Um, I think that. It's clearly on the back of those two players. Um, you look around the rest of the roster. Yes, Miles Turner's having a defensive impact, but in terms of putting up stats, putting up points, impact the team, those two players, I think, are doing really well. I argued for Malcolm Brogdon to be on the all-star starters. I ended up conceding that that Kyrie Irving was probably the right selection. Uh, but to speak on him, you guys all had Ben Simmons over him, and I had, I had Malcolm Brogdon. Talk to me. Why, why Ben Simmons over Malcolm Brogdon? Um, I know, I know the Sixers are doing well. They're at the top of the standings, but why have you gone Ben Simmons in as an All Star this there's year? There's
1: Two main reasons. It was the one reason is I do like to kind of give one vote usually to one kind of defensive anchor, and he has yep. one of the, the best defensive players, you know, perimeter defenders in, in the league. Yes. And on top of that, as you mentioned, they are the top in the East. That should also yep. have some praise. Um, and B, it's a luck. You should have someone else. It should, be, it should have been Ben Simmons or it should have been Tobias Harris. Do you like to reward the winning, yeah. especially if you're a number one seed? So th- that is the two main reasons I say the winning record. And I like to, as I said, throw in a bit of praise for some good defense.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. And again, this is not an argument to say that I think Bragdon is a better player than Simmons. I obviously think Ben Simmons is a much better player than Brogdon. Um I just think that to this part of the season, Brogdon has contributed more to the team success of Indiana than Ben Simmons has contributed to the team success of Um, Philadelphia now in Philadelphia you've got another player who is also an all-star contender which is Tobias Harris who's putting up literally a career year I don't think he's ever played as good as he's playing right now Um, and they've got some good role players stepping in there in terms of um, Seth Curry uh, a lot of shooters out there as well Um, so and and, um, Joel Embiid is putting up an MVP level sort of year so that was why I sort of moved Brogdon in there he started the year exceptionally hot has cooled down a bit more of late um, which is probably why he was not in the minds of, of some of those coaches but look I, I'm more upset that, that Sabonis didn't get in there than than Brogden. I, I remember you asking me that question when we did our starters and I um, I did end up swaying back to Sabonis but yeah Brogden was, was someone that I, I was pretty keen to get in there and if you look at the, like you said the comparison between Sabonis and Randall they're like similar stats, but one's the fourth seed and one's the seventh seed. So how did the guy on the seventh seed get in there? I suppose you could point to the fact that he's got less help than Sabonis, which is the only real reason. But um, yeah, a bit bit shocked by that one, um, that he wasn't the, the man to get in there.
1: Yeah, I feel like to some degree they actually hurt themselves because Sabonis and Brogdon, because one of them wasn't a clear front runner. They would have split the votes to a point where... I'm sure they would have been next on the list, one of the two of them, or even both would have been you know, right there in terms of the total amount of points to, to get in there. So it's a bit of a sneaky yeah. pick that Vucevic, just because he is the yeah. runner for his team, he would have ended up yeah. getting the correct amount of votes. Because I'm sure there would have been some coaches, some players out there who voted for him. And once again... Uh, Brogdon and Sabonis are splitting the votes so I I definitely think Sabonis and Brogdon are more deserving than Vucevic Vucevic's magic aren't doing very well Um, he's totally putting them on his back like don't get me wrong he's
0: oh he's having a great season
1: he is having an all-star level season but this East, yeah. it's, just, it's so packed.
0: Um, it's, just- it's so hard to fit fit um, 12 players in from the East, like we said, from the top. And and like I said, I, Vucevic, I would probably say is a better player than Sabonis as well. He's got the ability to space the floor, shoot it. Uh, maybe not as quite a good of a, a facilitator, maybe not quite as good defensively, but just that ability to shoot and, and sort of offensively uh, a bit more creative. You, you, argument either way, I could see, but just the fact that the team isn't doing as well um, and they're putting up a similar stat line. I would give the edge to the the player who is on the better team, especially when he doesn't have any other all stars. You know, if he's going to be the sole all star on that team, I think I think Sabonis deserves it. But I want I want to read out some names of players who didn't make uh, the all star team because this could this could be an all star team in itself. I'll just run through a few guys that we haven't even touched on. Um, Bam Adebayo, who is someone who I would actually probably pick over Jimmy Butler for the heat this this season who's been playing exceptionally uh, and has not missed that many games uh, Gordon Hayward from the Hornets Chris Middleton from the Bucks um, Drew Holiday another defensive player who's playing exceptionally efficiently over at the Bucks um, Fred Van Vliet who's been um, the Raptors best player this year uh, Pascal Siakam I know he started slowly but has been balling recently um, Jeremy Grant who's putting up a career year in Detroit and a struggling team Trey Young we haven't even mentioned who was an all-star Star last year who's always what putting up numbers. Starter, um, and Yeah, a starter, yeah, to, to not being selected. And then Tobias Harris is another one that I do want to mention that we have sort of touched on already, uh, having a career year as well. So, um, and we haven't even talked about Russell Westbrook and, and some other players alongside there as well. Colin Sexton, I'll give a shout out as a young player who's who's having a bit of a career year as well. So lots of lots of players there. Um, very deep conference. So um, let us know in the comments who do you think was snubbed who do you think deserves to be in the all-star team on both the east and the western conference um, and always remember if you're going to say someone deserves to be in there let us know who you would take out as well it's easy to just say oh, all these players should be in there but let us know who they should take out because that's where the real test becomes all right let's let's move away from the all-star selections and let's head into a bit of uh nba fantasy chat so uh, our weekly segments that we're going to go through here, we're just going to touch on a couple of buy-low players. I'll throw it over to you first, Cal. Who have you got for our, our first buy-low candidate?
1: Uh, my first buy-low candidate um, hasn't been playing well recently, so it's got to be DeAndre Ayton. Um, he has kind yep. of fallen off the past couple of weeks. He's you know a, a top-20 player, can't be a top-20 player, um, drafted at 19 um, in preseason as the rank. Right now he's only putting up about 14. 12, um, and, and his blocks has really gone down to just 1.1. 1. 1. His field goal is still there, and his three throws are still there. But when you're just putting a mediocre kind of 14 and 12 with not a whole lot more, um, I guess the field goal is pretty pretty good too. But you can still pick up guys like that off the waiver. You could pick up someone mm. like uh, I don't know Tristan Thompson who could, you know, have a good week and put numbers like that. So he's fallen down to 74 um, on Yahoo in the past two weeks, which um, is um yeah it's obviously not great. So if you can, if you have hope that he's, he'll bring it back, maybe he will. He's still a Paul. Paul um, In this game, he thinks he's probably has been a bit disappointed. Um, pretty yeah. much this season Just because his, we were expecting a 20 and 10 season. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. The scoring has not been there not at all.
1: Exactly. So he's fallen. Yeah. Off. You could, you could buy low. Um,
0: yeah. I, I think, I think with this guy, there's, there's a bit of, um, I don't know. I, I, I know that he was touted to be a top 20. He's obviously ranked 19 preseason by Yahoo. And um, I probably thought he was a, a third round guy or, or a late second round dude. Um, didn't expect this sort of a drop off for him. But I think it I think it is real to an extent. I don't think that if you're trading for him you should expect the player that we expected before the season started he's definitely not I don't think he's going to be a top 30 player Um, I think he does still have an outside shot from this point on to be a top 50 player Um, but I definitely wouldn't be sending a top 50 player to get him I would be trying to buy at where he is ranked um, currently like in that 75 to 100 sort of zone um, and just sort of catch a worried owner. Uh, the, the 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 scope for him improving, where do you see him getting better from here uh, for the rest of the season, Cal? So is it, is it his rebounds, his points? What 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 do you think is going to improve from here? It's
1: got to be his blocks. So that's, that's where he should be getting a lot of his value. I mean, the past couple of yeah. has only put up less than a block a game, which is um, not, not what he should be doing. So if, if he can get that back up to, you know, above the one and a half kind of range, that elevates your team a lot. Yeah. And then... As you mentioned, the, the rebounds as well. He has to get those back up um, the past couple of weeks. Yeah, it's has been dropped down. He needs to pick up his game. I would like to see yeah. him hit that like kind of 50 value, I think, in the preseason. As you mentioned, we did kind of overestimate what he was going to be. He probably is more of yeah. a 50 um, kind of value. But right now, he's putting up that low 70 to 90 per week. So it, yeah. if he picks the blocks up, gets those rebounds, he's definitely worth um, owning.
0: Yeah, I, I can also see maybe a little bit of an increase in scoring. If I compare his stats to last year, last year he was averaging 18 points a game, um, shooting 15 shot attempts. This year he's only shooting the 10 shot attempts, so 5 shots less. He's actually shooting more efficiently, uh, but the this 5 shots less is tough to come back from. And like you said, yeah, he averaged 1.5 blocks last year uh, under the 1 blocks per game recently, so uh, I definitely think those would probably be the 2 biggest things that would increase his value and drive his rank up a bit higher. So, if that's what you are looking for and uh, are wanting from him I think you can do that but I don't think you should expect him to go anywhere near that 20 points per game maybe he's like a 15 15 and 12 with a block and a half sort of for the rest of the season Uh, I'll I'll shout out my first buy low player and it is uh, a very highly ranked player Um, it is Kevin Durant who has been battling a bit of injury recently and is still out a little bit longer but the latest report is that he's going to be back before the All-Star break um, but they're not looking to rush him so he obviously missed three games came back and played and then missed uh, a bunch of other games so there's a lot of owners out there who I think will be impatient. Um, obviously, it's he hasn't had that many games playing with, Kevin, sorry, with um, James Harden and Kyrie, so you could also use that narrative to sort of scare some owners and think, oh, he's not going to be a top 10 player with those guys on the team and things like that. I think he will be. I think he'll be just fine. Um, he's just that perfect player to fit in a team like that, um, and he's the best player on this team. Uh, I don't think there's any question there. So I think he is someone that you could get for below value and potentially um, sort of steal a a player away from a nervous owner, especially if you can wait just a few games. I don't think it'll be too long, but a few games before he's back. What are are your thoughts on that one?
1: Um, Yeah, he should be coming back soon. But yeah, look, he's missing time. And you could even persuade the... Person who owns Kevin Durant that he's going to miss more time. He's got the injury history from missing last. Yeah, week. he's coming off an Achilles. That's it. Yep. They're, they're tentative. They're winning games without him. They're on a five-game winning streak. Uh, yeah. Road trip as well. Five-game road trip in the West, and they just went over there and, and yeah. just destroyed a few teams. So that Brooklyn team's looking pretty threatening. Kevin Durant mm. apparently isn't necessary for wins at this point. James Harden and Kyrie Irving are absolutely bawling out. Uh, but I mean, look, Kevin Durant's an MVP. Um, candidate really is what he was playing before. Yeah. He did, you know, miss a few games here and there. So if you can persuade someone, it's definitely worth going for.
0: Yeah. I think, I think you could definitely um, throw in someone who's been overperforming recently. Let's take, I mean, if you could pull this off, that'd be amazing, but take someone like a Terry Rozier, who's the 16th ranked player over the last month of the season. Uh, maybe you could maybe can make that work, or maybe add him with another piece. Who knows? Uh, throw in someone like a, a Pascal Siakam, who's the 18th ranked player, or Zach Levine. I think if you can do a Zach Levine, that's probably on the higher end of things. I, I would maybe you know if you're really keen and bullish on him, you're not worried about the injury history. That that not be a good one. Chris Paul, who's a 12th ranked player um, over the last month, I would throw an offer for him for Kevin Durant. Um, few players that I think you could throw at him and get. Uh, a good value back uh, in return. Tobias Harris, we we're saying he's having a career year. Throw him at, at, at the Kevin Durant owner, and he might want someone who's just a safe, steady, risk-free, injury-free sort of player. So uh, definitely helps if you're higher up in your league. Let's uh, let's go on to your next buy-low player, there, Cal.
1: My next buy-low player is CJ McCollum. And um, yes. it can be a bit situational, but he should be reevaluated in about a week's time. I'd uh, be expecting yep. him to come back, maybe in the next couple weeks or so. So he's been out for you know close to a month, uh, maybe even over a month. So the thing that, when this happens is when, when like a, he's probably a third or a fourth rounder, um, and when a player like that kind of caliber does go down in your team that rely heavily maybe on his threes or, or things like that you might find that whoever owns him is falling in the rankings could be panicking a bit mm. and he could be open to a bit of a, a buy low yep. trade uh, for CJ just because as I mentioned he can be so valuable to a lot of teams so if you have someone in that position who's fallen the rankings with CJ throw, throw a flyer at him throw a few different um, I don't know players who can obviously score but if you can get the value there he was putting up crazy numbers uh, before he went down so
0: yeah any any concern about how he's going to return after the injury obviously it's a fractured left foot it's nothing it's not uh not a small injury um and i i get a bit nervous with feet so are you, are you worried about how he's going to return after the um the injury
1: sometimes you have to spin the dice in fantasy Let's yeah play.
0: no fair sometimes enough that's spin the dice. that's a, that's a fair point and especially if you know if you're not too sure if your team's going to be a Uh, championship contender Uh, I definitely agree with that Uh, and perhaps you'll have the owner like me who is a little concerned you can use that as an argument you know hey hey, he's a fractured foot maybe his career is done I don't know maybe he won't play again this season could be over you you gotta roll the dice I do think it's a risky play um personally um so, I'm not sure exactly how high I'd want to go. And you see that ranking next to his name. He's like the sixth ranked player. So, maybe the owner's going to ask for a fair bit in return. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure where I would want to trade. But if you can maybe trade someone outside the top 50 to get him, then I think maybe you can pull the trigger and do so. Uh, but I probably wouldn't go hard on that just based on the risk of how he's going to look after the, cert- after the re- injury. And I think he was overperforming before the, the injury anyway. So um, it just depends on how the owner values him and how much they're panicking with the injury. So um, if you've got a worried owner, you might be able to get I something think, there.
1: Like, I'd, I'd be willing to offer someone in like the 40s, um, maybe 50. Just okay. Because he's been playing so well previously and he, he can fit a lot of really good teams. So Yeah, he's not going to hurt you anywhere. Exactly
0: yeah I'll, I'll throw out um, my, my next buy low and this one is a, I'll, I'll say it's probably a bit of a controversial one because he might even be on your waiver wire you might even be able to just go scoop him up <laughs> and pick him up right now uh, and that's Andre Drummond um, I, I I think obviously he's not playing right now they're waiting for an in, uh, a trade of, of some kind Uh, or a buyout not sure which it's going to be and or how long it's going to be so it is a bit of a a risky one and obviously he's only going to fit certain teams so he's a punt free throw percentage guy but I think regardless of if he's a starter or if he's even coming off the bench on a new team I think he's going to put up stats. I think he's the kind of guy that doesn't need a huge amount of minutes to put up stats. Um, And if he does land in the right situation, let's say he does go to the Toronto Raptors, he is going to be that top sort of 30 player that, that we are expecting. So... There's, a, there's a, a high higher risk with this play, but at this stage, I really don't think you have to give up much for him. A lot of people are panicking. A lot of people think that this guy is just going to go to the bench on some, on the team and sort of not be the player that you expected. Obviously, they were frustrated when he was sharing the minutes with Jarrett Allen. So that's still sort of bitter in owner's mouth. So I don't think you're going to have to give up much. And I would be offering someone outside the top 100 to try and get Andre Drummond. Um, and like I said, maybe just check your way wire. He might even be there. Uh, I've seen some forums where people are saying that they... Have been dropping Andre Drummond, so um, I think he's a bit of a buy low. What are your thoughts on uh, Big
1: Drummond? He'll uh, definitely be back, he'll put up numbers. I can see him either going to Toronto or Boston. I think could actually Yark. be pretty, pretty likely scenarios. He could even somehow end up at Brooklyn if there's some kind of buyout, but I doubt yeah, that'd be a I could see that think, like they'll have to get they, like surely they can get like at least a second round something him because he's expiring, so it's yeah, like it's on the books later, yeah. So, yeah, at a minimum, he's worth a second rounder. So I don't think Brooklyn will snatch him up. But in in the scheme of things, if he goes to Raptors, he'll have great numbers like he always does. And and if he goes to Celtics, he'll be the starting center. He'll probably maybe his minutes will come down a bit, but he's still going to have like, yeah. boards. He still have those counting stats and the steals and blocks.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be trading him expecting to be the player that we drafted him on the Cleveland Cavs, but. There is a chance that he will be that player, so i don 't i think it 's a low risk high reward kind of play, uh, especially if you can buy low on him with someone around that hundred rank mark because he 's got the scope to be a top thirty player if it doesn 't work out it doesn 't work out you 're not going to lose too much if you manage to buy low, so it could be potentially if you pull the move off right a, a league winning move, especially if it fits your build, obviously take into account his free throw percentage sucks, so you have to be punting that category. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to uh, some sell highs. Uh, I know I cut off a few sell highs short last week, so we'll go through two each this week. Um, give us your first one, Cal. It's
1: um, so my first one. You, you actually touched on before. I think we tried to mention him last week. but we didn't quite get to it. But yeah. Terry Rozier. Yeah, man. we ran out of time. Terry Rozier. Yeah, man. he's killing it. God oh, damn. He is, um, yep. he is hot. He had a 4 game. On fire. He had a couple of 30-point games recently. Uh, he is a very, very good player. He's put up 20 points. Uh, four and three for the season, but if you look kind of more recently, yeah. in, in his maybe just the past couple of weeks, thirty-one points, four and three. So he, he's absolutely scoring. He's getting four and a half three-pointers a game, um, shooting the ball very well. Uh, if you're watching that game, who was against? Yes yesterday
0: uh, oh yeah it was against um, golden state yeah golden state warriors when draymond uh, got ejected rough. that last sort of yeah oh, that was crazy he was, he was uh, that w- hit, like three jumpers in a
1: row <laughs> yeah seal it um, yeah, yeah. He, he's a good player i had him on my team last year and he kind of underperformed a little bit
0: yeah, he did he wasn't doing this was no, he? he wasn't
1: uh, uh, and for that for that reason i passed on him in the draft this season but i'm kind of yeah. regretting it now yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey, look, there's a few factors to why I think this is an outstanding sell high. Um, Terry Rozier is playing without um, Graham back on the roster. He's playing alongside LaMelo Ball. Maybe that is sort of spurring him on and LaMelo Ball setting him up. But in the last month, like I said before, he is literally the 16th ranked player. Now, if you were going to tell me that at the start of the season, I would have thought you were absolutely batshit crazy because uh, you got LaMelo Ball coming onto that team. Uh, Graham was, uh, you know, the, the guy that stood out last year. We thought that Terry Rozier was maybe going to move to the bench, uh, and he's doing this in thirty three minutes a game. He's not even playing the same minutes in the last month. He's been averaging fifty four percent field goal percent. Uh, Shooting in the field goal. So I think that's completely unsustainable. Uh, And that's really what's surfacing his value. It's that super high field goal percentage, the high points, and the high threes. He's only averaging three assists, three rebounds, and a steal. Um, The free throw percentage is good. I think that might stick. But as soon as that field goal percentage comes down, and it will, because he's not going to be able to sustain this, um, his ranking is going to come soaring back. So if you can get anything inside the top twenty-five, top thirty, even for Terry Rozier, I think that that's a that's a win, and you should definitely look to do that. Um, would you Would you look at that, or, or what sort of ranking would you want to get oh, back definitely.
1: for him? If, if I could get anything inside the top thirty for scary Terry, I'm, I'm flicking the switch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I would even go, maybe even if it fits your team a bit better, if you want some more assists and rebounds. And, you know, I don't think these threes and field percentage is real. So I would even maybe go top 40. If you can get a top 40 player back who you feel more comfortable with, um, I, I would even do that because I can see his rank plummeting pretty quickly. Um, all right, I'll move on to my sell high. And we spoke about this guy as a buy low. Uh, I think it was was it last week or the week before. Um, and it's Jamal Murray. Uh, I remember your, your statement was that he is going to get hot at one of these points um, and it's just a matter of when, not if. Uh, and I think he has done that. He's gotten, he's gotten hot. He obviously had that huge game a couple of games ago where he scored 50 points on an insane 84% shooting and didn't even take a free throw. Uh, eight threes in that game. He's followed that up with a couple of big performances. And in the last sort of couple of weeks, he has been absolutely on fire. I think he, he's been the eighth ranked player in the last two weeks. So if you're going to move him, now is 100% the time to do it because his value, I don't think it's going to get any higher than this for the rest of the season. I think it won't be as low as it was before, but I don't think it's going to be this high. Definitely not going to be this high. And like you said, I think the bubble Murray we saw is not the the regular Murray that we're going to see mm-hmm. Yeah, he might be a little bit better than last year, but I don't think it's going to be this hot. What What are your thoughts there? I know he's on your team, and uh, I know you you love That's him. I'll, I'll just what, do, what do you it. think? I'm
1: talking Jamal Murray. I think you threw Evan Fournier out there at some point, but Jamal Murray. Oh, okay, there. sorry. He's Jamal Murray, yes. It. and he is on my team. I've been loving it. I knew he, he's a good week to week guy. This is why you get him. Yeah, he's probably not a good roto league where you, you know it's the season averages. He, in week to week basis. Um, but like when he had that fifty-point game, like my field goal, there's no way I could lose in field goal that week. He pretty no locked it up for the week almost. <laughs> Actually, won last week, eight-one, and um, it was, it was yeah. an absolute. Just like that's that's what he can do. When, when he elevates your team like that, uh, it, it's great yeah. to have. So he's kind of like a Clay Thompson in that respect because Clay Thompson was mm. would be a similar very stance. streaky. Got, yeah, he'd yeah. Have the streaks, have some off months where he'd still be putting up reasonable numbers. Like Jamal would still put up his, you know, his, his twenty you know, four and four pretty consistently, but then he has those big games, which really kind of boosts his stats up to the 25 points a game. Yeah. So yeah, look, if, um, this is, I've been waiting for it. Maybe I should sell on him.
0: Yeah. Like I I reckon if you can get a top 30 player back for Jamal Murray right now, I would a hundred percent make that move. Now, if you're look getting scary, uh, actually this is a fun, fun sort of sell high for sell high. Who would you rather scary Terry or or Jamal Murray?
1: Um, I've, Probably go Jamal Murray, I, because yeah, okay. I think I might there.
0: too. So. Yeah, I, I I think I might too. So I think I think you're probably looking for more value than than um, scary Terry, uh, but still probably looking at maybe that similar sort of return, maybe a little bit higher, um, sort of that top thirty to, or top twenty five sort of player. Sell him on what he's been doing. Tell, tell the owner, look. He was hot in the bubble. He's just warming up. He had a short off season. This is who he is. He's going to be doing this all season because I don't think he's going to be averaging 55% field goal uh, and 27.5 points per game, which is what he's been doing the last couple of weeks. So um, if you can sell on that sort of fact, I think you're going to get a better player in return. All right, let's throw it back over to you for one more sell high.
1: Right, I'm not sure we've spoke about him previously on other pods, but I'll have to go with uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja purtle. The, the spurs. He's been playing pretty well um, Recently He's been getting heaps of blocks Heaps of minutes um, Yeah. Probably just It's maybe time to try and Spin the dice Get rid of him He's probably going to His value will end up going down He's The past two weeks um, He's been the sixth ranked player Which is pretty crazy to think Is that he's, true? he's, he's <laughs> Holy crap in the, in the scheme That he's averaging yeah. three and a half blocks a game Over the past couple weeks So he's putting up 11 11 and a half um, the two steals and three and a half blocks. Yeah, are, are huge. huge defensive numbers. And the field goal is there as well at about seventy-seven percent field goal. So over the past yeah. weeks, he has been absolutely killing it. So if you, if you can sell him high a bit,
0: I, I will put an asterisk on there that the Spurs have had a lot of postponing games. So that last two weeks' stats, if you look at on the uh, the Yahoo website, it actually only includes two games played. So that's that is uh, a very small sample size, but you know, some people don't look at those sort of things. So you might be able to get away with it. Um, but yeah, I think the Spurs are back as of today when this video will come out. Uh, and it looks like their roster is still very thin with a lot of players in um, in COVID sort of uh, safety protocols. So he'll still have a little bit of a run. So you've got a little bit of time to sell him high still. But uh, I think LaMarcus Aldridge is very close to returning. I think he's questionable for tonight's game. So um, I would... Uh, try it. act faster uh, sooner rather than later to sort of capitalize on a bit of value because in a matter of a few games, I don't think he'll be a rosterable player yeah, um, uh, anymore.
1: Back. And, um, you, you are right. If I make it into, let's say, the past 30 days, um, his blocks, yeah does go down, but he's an 8-8 eight, eight, and he still has two and a half blocks at about 60. Oh, he's still a good blocks so guy. The, the blocks and he's a 70... 70- um, so if you yeah, he's
0: a 70, 70th ranked. He's a seventieth ranked player in that time, which is still well above his value. So if you could get anyone who's, I would say even like top one hundred value uh, for Purtle, I would I would pull the trigger. What what sort of value are you looking for for yeah, him?
1: Top one hundred, because uh, he'll be out of the rotation. Yeah. Or he, he won't be out of the rotation. He'll he'll be the bench guy coming off. Um, yeah, he won't be worth rostering in the when LaMarcus yeah. does back
0: he'll only really be that like streamer sort of take a flyer and try and get some blocks at the end of your week. If you really need to win that category sort of type player, but not someone you can, you can really hold. Um, uh, okay. My last sell high guy, uh, I might've accidentally mentioned it before, but it's Evan Fournier who has had a bit of a rough season, um, so far with, with injuries. He's had a nagging back issue, but he's come back the last few games and played, played really well. Um, so he is someone I think you can sell high because I don't think this Atlanta Magic team is going to be trying to win many games at the end of the season, um, and I don't think he is going to shoot as well he has as he has been in the previous couple of weeks. So I think he's someone you can sell high. In the last two weeks, he has been the 81st ranked player. Um, and I don't think he's going to continue doing that. Shooting 48%, 22.5 points, 3.5 threes, I don't think that's very sustainable. Um, so I think he's someone you could sell high. And if I could get a top 80 player for him, I definitely would do so.
1: Yeah, like you said, 22, 4, and 5 is pretty, pretty damn good stats. Um, and that's what he's been put out the past couple of weeks. So definitely a yeah. can sell-high candidate.
0: Uh, and, and he's someone who's not going to contribute much else. He's not going to get you many steals. His free throw percentage is, you know, it's not great for someone who, you know, you would expect he hits a lot of threes and shoots, shoots the ball a lot, literally zero blocks. Um, and, for, and on this team, look, yeah, he might uh, handle the ball a bit more, but Cole Anthony is going to come back into this team and he's going to be featured a lot more as they're, they're trying to push a bit more youth in, in that team. So I think... You know, I think you've got a little like he's probably not as priority as some of these other guys. His value might stay high for a little bit longer. Um, so maybe if some owners are a bit skeptical about the sample size, doesn't have to be done immediately. But eventually, I think he will trend down. Um, so I would start to look at trade options for for Evan Fournier to try and capitalize some value if I could. All right, so right, let's move on to our last segment. We've got some uh, waiver wire things that we're looking at, and I'm calling this these hot waiver wire players. We're looking at some of the um, transaction trends over the recent uh, days, and these players are flying off the waiver wires. Uh, I know a few of them have gone off in our league, um, and basically just talking about these players and whether or not we think that they deserve the amount of attention that they're getting, um, and whether you should look to add them, and in what situations, basically. So I'm going to start with the uh, the hot man of the hour. The last two games he's been putting together for the, um, where does he play? The Detroit Pistons. Um, and I've I've never seen this man play. I didn't, haven't watched him yet, but um, Sabin Lee is is the guy who uh, the last couple of games has been on fire. What do you think we should do with uh, Sabin Lee, Cal?
1: Um, he, he had a great game, didn't he? The twenty one point game, Yeah. a lot of minutes. He because he plays for Detroit, it's just a, it's always going to be a bit of a question mark sadly yeah <laughs> but um, look in the past day he's uh, gone from 0% owned to 15% owned so it's, it's rising <laughs> huge spike <laughs> <It is>. yeah
0: <laughs> uh, the most added player in the last few days so um, definitely someone who's, who's a hot topic obviously you've got a few things going on here um, you've had Detroit along with Orlando just have had the worst luck when it comes to their point guards. So, uh, DeLon Wright is injured. They've obviously traded away Derek Rose and obviously Killen Hayes is still dealing with that hip issue. So I think for at least the next two weeks, he is someone that you should look to add if you're after some assistance deals. And I don't think he's going to score as well as he has, he has been. I think he'll definitely cool down there, but I definitely think the assistance deals are going to be real. Um, they obviously need offense on this team because they're obviously pretty trash. Um, but I just want to temper a bit of expectations. I don't think this is going to be a season-long ad. Uh, I think ride it while you can. Don't drop any one of season-long value to get him. Uh, but if if you want to stream him in for the next week or two, then I think it's fine. It's a fine ad, oh, um, like especially a in out deeper out leagues. In
1: a similar boat at Detroit is um, Dennis Smith Jr. He was traded yeah. in the, uh, the um, Derrick Rose trade, and he's putting up he's putting up you know teens in minutes. So he's kind of replacing Derek Rose, but. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he does get elevated into the starting role at some point, just to trial it out. And with someone like Tate putting up 28 minutes a game, Dennis Smith Jr.'s playing the backup point guard role, you, you never know. Um, and so I'd probably just keep both those two guys on my watch list.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, but you, you would add Saban over, over Dennis Smith?
1: Um, I think Dennis Smith might actually have more long-term potential but I, I don't know i i actually might even go <laughs> yeah down, so. i
0: don't I- really uh, I don't think either of them have long-term potential um so so that for that reason for that reason I, I would rather take my chances on on Saban Lee he's he's been putting up numbers and he's the hotter player right now um if I'm adding either of these players that's all it's for so for me I'm, I'm taking Saban Lee and just seeing how it works out obviously in the last couple of games he's been shooting a great percentage um and I would wouldn't be surprised if even the next game he comes out and you know it doesn't doesn't play nearly as well he's shot in game one and then 73% in game two. So that's obviously not sustainable. But like I said, the steals and assists are probably going to be there. Uh, Let's move on to the next guy, the next hot waiver wire ad, Josh Hart. Um, What are your thoughts on on Josh Hart as an ad? He's obviously putting up some decent rebounds for a guard and and has always been able to do that. Uh, Had a big game last game with 17 points, 10 rebounds three blocks for for a shooting guard as well playing big minutes um, do you think he's someone that is worthy of, a, of an ad
1: uh, 100% I can go pick him up um, he's definitely answered more of the closing lineup for New Orleans now so Dan yeah. Van Gundy he's put some faith in him he's run it with him he, he's one of those glue guys who can do it all can pass he attacks the hoop he, he can get you some defensive stats too gets you the odd steal or block he's just a classic net positive doesn't hurt you will always contribute yeah. gets rebounds gets some threes um, I guess some nights he might have the off-shooting night, but he, he's definitely, definitely go pick him up if he's on your waiver wire.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I, I see this guy having a bit more, compared to Savin Lee, a bit more of a long-term value. Uh, it looks to me like the Pelicans are going to continue a bit more of a rebuild, and I think in the last game he played over Eric Bledsoe down the stretch, um, so... Bledsoe is another guy who maybe even might trend towards a drop candidate soon I don't think that he's someone you could maybe continue to hold but I think he might even eventually start over at over Bledsoe in the future. I don't have super high hopes. I don't think he's going to be like a groundbreaking player but a solid player like you said that's not going to hurt you anywhere. Huge rebounds for a guard, um, get you some de- defensive stats and every now and again he'll put in some decent points so um, don't get super excited but if he's there and you're looking for those sort of you know okay stats good rebounds from a guards, he's someone I would consider uh, alright let's move on to the next guy and he's a hometown hero for me for my Celtics it's a uh, Time Lord himself uh, Robert Williams now I've got a fair bit to say on Robert but I'll, I'll throw it over to you first um, w- what are we doing with, with the Time Lord is he, is he someone that we should have on our rosters I know he's owned in our league uh, do you think he should be
1: he, he should be owned um, purely I think purely because of blocks he, he's probably the only time you would get him I guess field goal is good as well It'd just be those two categories. And, and when he does get minutes, he performs. Um, you, you've said it before, he's, he's a permanent beast. So he's been putting up good stats mm. recently. I mean, he had his 8 13, yep. four block game, he had a 12 7, four block game. So look, he, he's definitely a kind of a matchup guy. Um, if, if he's on the waiver wire and you can kind of pick him up, this based on, you know, he's going up against other big men who'll get more minutes. Yeah. If you can pre- predict things like that, it's a huge win. But he's always going to be a very on-and-off uh, kind of player to have.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. He's going to be extremely inconsistent. Um, I think we, we highlighted him in our Stashes video that we did a little while back. And obviously, I think the potential there is enormous. He's the 95th-ranked player in literally 15 minutes. So that's, um, that's pretty crazy. That, that's like um, Chris Boucher kind of per-minute production. I think right now at this stage, though, I think he's a luxury Stash. I think you're only really holding him if you need that category and you're at the top of the standings and you can afford to sort of carry a bloke through and um, in the hopes that perhaps there's a trade from the Celtics point of view, which there very well could be. I think he is a likely person to at least either free up into the minutes or get traded somewhere else um, by the Celtics. I think that there could be a likely scenario, but I think that's how you're going to have to view him at this stage. If you're going to add him expecting him to Perform like this now um, or even there was a quote by Brad Stevens saying that his minutes are going to peak uh, later in the season. I, I, I don't know how true that is. Uh, I, I think that might be a bit of like media chat or even like just pumping up his trade value perhaps, you know, to, you know, trick teams into thinking that's why he's not playing that many minutes or something like that. I don't know. I don't see a, a path for him getting more than, you know, 20 to 22 minutes a game on this Celtics team because there's just... There's too much depth in that front court of similar similar sort of level players. Do you think that if he stays on the Celtics, that he's going to be worth was- rostering come like fancy playoffs?
1: Um, potentially. I, I don't know. Like that front court lineup's a bit strange. They, they do genuinely have three big yeah. men and Tyce, Tristan. And they, they do. It's just, yeah. I think Brad dislikes his base in the matchup. He's kind of the biggest body and he, and he can throw him out there when he needs to. I don't see him really changing at all from, from what we've seen this season. And and I yep. will say that um, his, his average is 92 on Basketball Monster. When you actually punt turnovers, which I do recommend people do, yeah. he drops to 113 yeah. for the season. So, And that's just big obviously, yeah. when you don't get many minutes, you don't get many turnovers.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I think, I think, personally, I think he's a bit of a stash at this point. And a stash really only if there's a trade happening or an injury to one of those big guys. If there's an injury, go ahead. Pick him up straight away. Don't hesitate. He's going to be a beast. But without those one of those two things happening I don't really want him on my fantasy team when I'm relying him on fantasy playoffs Is he's still on this Celtics roster um, but if you're at the top of standings you need those, those categories steals and blocks rebounds field goal percentage um, then you might be able to sort of hold him on and just sort of see how it happens because it could could be a Christian Wood move of last year uh, I know I'm holding him in a dynasty league so um, that is something that I am hoping that will happen all right, let's 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 move on. I want to touch on another hot guy, which I actually picked up uh, today or, or yesterday when this video comes out. It worked out for me. Uh, Jalen Brunson for the Dallas Mavericks. He This guy is on fire right now and seems to be entrenched in the Dallas rotation. Um, they often run a strict sort of seven to eight man rotation. Um, and I think that this is someone you can add. They've got a good sort of... Um, good game schedule this week so you can you can add him in and, and he'll get games on your teams because they're low volume, get, low volume days so if you need points threes good free throw percentage couple of assists uh, I think he's definitely someone to consider adding what are your thoughts on uh, on Jalen
1: um, yeah I love it he went up 12% in the past day I think this is definitely a trending um, kind of playbook for him he, he's definitely kind of like that backup point guard he runs the court he plays really well he can close games with Luca as well so that's why he's been so Worthwhile. He's putting up 28 minutes a game over the past two weeks and putting up 17, yeah. 4 and 4. That's valuable. If you can pick that up on the wave, wire, that's pretty damn good. So he's yeah. definitely worth um, I, I definitely, if he's on my wave, wire, I'm picking him up.
0: Yeah, too bad I was too quick for you, mate.
1: <laughs> that was a good ad.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, look, on the season, he's ranked 154th for the season in 24 minutes. Um, and look, he doesn't provide you any defensive stats, no blocks and no steals, but. The field goal percentage, the free throw percentage, threes, points, assists, low turnovers for a guard. Um, Just like someone, if you're punting blocks or you're punting steals, excellent in value and someone that you could probably roster for the rest of the, the, the season, because I think his, his role is pretty safe. I don't think, you know, that they sort of run, like I was saying, a seven man rotation. Uh, and between him, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Josh Richardson on any given night, they could go off or they could all go off. So um, he would be someone that I would add uh, for the short term, but maybe even long uh, uh, sort of hold for the long term um, If you need those stats, let's move on to a couple of Houston Rockets. We're going to talk about David Nwaba and Jay Sean Tate as a few hot waiver wires. What are your, what are your thoughts on these two, Cal?
1: Um, well, we've seen Nwaba go up recently because they actually played really well. I think it was today or yesterday. Had a 22-point yeah. game. Um, really efficient from the field as well. So he, he is one of those guys who's just going to fit in. Um, he plays a shooting guard. So when Oladipo rests, he'll always be kind of explode, I think, in terms of the minutes played and can get up there. So he's probably worth adding for now. He probably will cool off um, the next couple of weeks, but he will be one of those guys. If you see Oladipo's resting, he's definitely worth picking up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Oladipo's sort of, yeah, he's out at the moment. um, So I definitely think he's a great short-term ad for Nwaba. I think Jay Sean Tate is an excellent long-term ad uh, with the news of Boogie Cousins, obviously not going to play for this team anymore. He's sort of like an undersized... Forward, power forward. And he's, he's actually really impressed me this year. Uh, I've been watching a few of his games, um, just very crafty, always in the right spots is shooting an excellent field goal percentage um, and seems to be improving as the season goes on. Um, and I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if he's a top 100 player from, from here on out. i uh, going to give you excellent field goal percentage, decent points, rebounds, and some defensive stats and steals. Maybe a trickle of, of assists and rebounds in there as well, and maybe just a, a few few threes there but but someone who I definitely think deserves to be on all rosters, and i 'm actually going to call him a, a must add basically of of all these players that we 've talked about. I think he is the the best in terms of long long term value um, that we 've talked about so if he is on your waiver wire, I think he's probably of all the players that we've talked about the highest priority ad because he's got value right now and I think for the rest of the season. Yeah,
1: the, the past 14 days, he's 51 on Yahoo. I would yep. say Yahoo, you need to change his position. He is not just a shooting guard.
0: Uh, no, he's not a shooting guard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what that's I about. small forward in uh, there as well. Like... <laughs> yeah what, what, what are you doing yahoo uh, they're usually pretty slow on those sort of things and and sometimes really random so that that is a bit frustrating for me I've, a few times i've i'm like why can't i put him as my forward what the heck <laughs> <He's>
1: like-
0: <laughs> yeah i know he's a he's a beast um uh, to touch on Nwaba, yeah i don't know i think i think he's fine to add for, for the moment um how long is do you know how long oladipo's out i think he's out for a little bit at the moment uh, I'll just do a quick little check. But he's, again, someone who's going to benefit with um, cousins being out. They're going to play smaller, obviously, a bit more. He's a good rebounding kind of guard. Um,
1: that's a right foot sprain. So he's questionable for Wednesday, yeah. which means he could be back really oh, anytime so, soon. So he's,
0: he's not too far away. But he's been resting back-to-backs the entire season. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's something. And they've got a back-to-back coming up, much first and second. Um, so... I think, yeah, he's definitely someone you could consider adding for the short term. I'm not too excited about it, to be honest. Um, Yeah, me neither. Probably the players we've we've talked about so far, he's probably the least exciting. But if you need some steals and some rebounds, might be someone to add. All right, let's touch on the last player for today. Um, And I'm going to talk about uh, Derek Jones Jr. What are your thoughts about airplane mode? Blocks, man. Blocks. Blocks.
1: Yeah. Um, surprisingly, Do you think we should add him? You're killing it, uh, especially the past couple weeks. I mean, I'll just read out the blocks, Colin, um, the past few games. Three, two, 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 one, two. That's some uh, reliability yeah. on the block and end. We know that's variable, yeah. so... Yep. if he can keep it up he's getting the minutes he's definitely worth adding he might fall off I'm not super excited for him but like if, if you have a team that needs blocks um, if, it, even if yep. it's like a week to week thing and uh, you're a bit low on blocks and you might need to pull it at home in the, in the last couple of days you could definitely pick him up
0: yeah i think he's yeah in the last couple weeks he's the 110th ranked player on a nine category league um he's boosted up by the fact that he's only averaging half a turnover a game so it's a little bit of fool's gold there so he's he's very fringe worthy i think but like you said if you need the blocks the rebounds and field goal percentage is decent um free throw percentage be aware of he's not taking many attempts but 65 percent um you know something that you may need to take into account um yeah, don't expect huge scoring nights day to day. Even though the um, the Blazers are injured, he his scoring is still not really there. So um, he'll continue to see decent minutes, and he's been starting for them all season. Um, but I think right now, when their Trailblazers are still injured, he's he's someone to consider. And then when they get healthy again, Nurkic comes back, McCullum comes back, you can you can drop him and, and move on. But yeah, someone who I can consider you know even steals as well he, he in the past has put up some decent steal numbers uh, as well as those blocks also so again no one's someone super exciting that I, I think you should rush out um compared to some of the other names but yeah consider him Alrighty, well that might do it for us today guys uh if you are listening along on youtube please uh, like the video subscribe to the channel let your friends know about us even though uh we might be helping you win your league let them know anyway it's um always more fun when you beat competitive people i know it's fun when i when i beat people in our league even though i'm telling them all my all my thoughts and everything like that even though i've struggled this season i'm um, on the way all my thoughts and i'm
1: still winning that's what matters
0: still (laughs) still pumping the league and i'm sure it's satisfying for you isn't it great it is it is
1: great yeah
0: so, so let, your, let your mates know about it. Make your league more competitive um, and uh, subscribe to the channel. Listen to us over on Spotify and Apple Podcasts um, and follow us on Twitter uh, at Ball Boys NBA. Uh, we post some things over there when breaking news happens or injuries happens on which players to add uh, straight away and don't wait for the podcast to drop out. All right, we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys next time. See you later. Bye.